Hello, everyone. This is Father Bill Nicholas, and this is Faith, Hope, and History. Greetings and welcome, everybody. It is Friday, October 15th, 2021. Today is the feast day of St. Teresa of Avila, one of the great doctors of the church, a Spanish mystic who wrote a number of spiritual works, only one of which I have managed to get through. She is not easy reading. After three tries and figuring out the pacing that worked best for me, I made it through her work, The Interior Castle. And if you think spirituality is all emotion, think again. Try reading Teresa of Avila's Interior Castle. It is very intellectual, a lot of thought, and uh, not much emotion involved in it, except insofar as the feeling one gets when one is connected to God, which, trust me, she does not speak of as a comforting feeling. But I don't want to get into it too much, because it is too much. It's a well worth the read if you can get through it. And it's an example I always like to give to show that uh, Catholicism is not for the faint of heart. And today we celebrate the feast day of St. Teresa of Avila, who is the author of, among other things, the Catholic spiritual classic, The Interior Castle. It was on this day in 1964 that a number of things occurred. First of all, music writer Cole Porter died in California. In addition, on this day in 1964, Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev was stripped of all power by the Soviet Communist Party, and he was replaced by Leonid Brezhnev, who remained the premier of the Soviet Union until the 1980s. But what I want to talk about today, we're hearing a lot of in the news, there's a lot of controversy, a lot of questions, a lot of objections, and a lot of people calling me as a priest to get my input on the subject, and that is over the issue of vaccinations. As we come up on the heels of the pandemic and we see the number of cases in decline, there is a great deal of controversy over the whole question of vaccinations, whether one should be vaccinated, whether one should be forced to be vaccinated, and what is the safety and ethics of the vaccines that are out there. And a lot of people have called me, a number have written me emails or spoken to me after mass, sometimes asking for how they could get a religious exemption, and others just to spout off on their objections to the whole question of being vaccinated. To be clear, I was vaccinated. I was vaccinated with the uh, Pfizer vaccine. If I had had my choice, I probably would not have been vaccinated. I know a number of priests who have managed to hold off, even a few bishops who have managed to hold off from getting vaccinated. However, I did it for practical reasons because I, along with the other priests in the rectory here, celebrate Mass at two retirement homes here in San Francisco and because the elderly are the most vulnerable when it comes to the COVID virus and the most prone to dying from it when they get it, even though the recovery rate is still very high, I thought it more practical to go ahead and get the vaccine. But I did not do so until I had consulted with my doctor. I was a little late in getting the uh, reserved time to go into one of these retirement homes to receive the vaccine. They needed it by a certain date, but I had my doctor's appointment after that, and I spoke to him about it, 
he's a good, solid Catholic man. I knew the advice he would give me would not be knee-jerk, would not be partisan, would not be political. It would be practical medical advice. And he told me, go ahead and get it. He has no ethical objections to it. There are no ethical objections to it. He got it. His wife got it. And given the work that I have and what it includes, go ahead and get the vaccine. So on his very down-to-earth practical advice, and as I said, a good Catholic man, I went ahead and got it for practical reasons so that I could continue to celebrate Mass for the people in their retirement homes here in San Francisco. And so I went ahead and got the vaccine. I am glad that I did because one of the things I did over the summer was I traveled to Hawaii and their restrictions require a negative test prior to the travel, proof of vaccination, or in the alternative, quarantine for 10 days, which in most cases for tourism in Hawaii, all I can say is I hope the place in which they quarantined the people had a beach because I would hate to think that people would travel to Hawaii for vacation and have to spend the whole time in quarantine because they either did not get the vaccine or did not test negative for the vaccine or the negative result did not come in in time for their trip and they had to spend their Hawaii trip in quarantine. Not exactly the way I would want to spend a vacation in Hawaii. So I'm kind of glad I got it. It was very expedient, checked in at the airport in Ontario, California, and they looked at my information, gave me a wristband. I was able to bypass the quarantine checkpoint and enjoy my vacation with a very, very good friend. So practically speaking, I'm glad I got it. However, I know I am the only one of a couple in my family who did get the vaccine. Many, for various reasons, have chosen not to. I won't say who, obviously, but I also know of other people who have chosen not to get the vaccine. But the reasons that they give are the ones I want to address in this podcast, because many of them have called me asking for a religious exemption. And I know that there are some provisions for a religious exemption and some places that don't get them. I even have a very good friend who had started giving some religious exemptions, but the more we got into the practice of it, the less he wanted to give it because he himself had gotten the vaccine. There are bishops who have gotten the vaccine and encouraged the vaccine. The Holy Father has encouraged the vaccine. And so there really are no bases for a religious exemption when it comes to this vaccine. Now, with regard to the ethical questions, I'll get into that a little later on. But if anything, the church would give an exemption for conscience. And then again, how that works, I'm not exactly sure. But when it comes to the Catholic Church being against vaccination or against this vaccination, there has been no clear teaching by any leader of the Catholic Church that Catholics should not get this vaccine. And so many priests and some bishops have gotten the shot. Many priests and many bishops have not for their own good reasons. But many object to the whole question of forced vaccines. They speak about free choice, freedom to choose, medical freedom to decide based on consultation with your doctor as I chose to get the vaccine based on my consultation with my doctor. We hear people say, my body, my choice when it comes to abortion, but they don't want to respect my body, my choice when it comes to the vaccine or when it comes to wearing a mask. At least one occasion, one gentleman who had contacted me was asking me for a religious exemption, but the more I talked to him, the more I realized that he was really 
objecting to Western medicine. He had not engaged in Western medicine for many, many years. And so it wasn't so much a religious exemption as it was a Western medicine exemption. And some just simply don't get vaccinated. They don't get the flu shot. They don't get vaccinated. And the other practice that they, this is just something they don't do. They don't like the idea of putting medicines in their body when they themselves feel healthy. And then, of course, there's the question of natural immunity. People who have gotten COVID, have gotten sick, have recovered, and now have a natural immunity and therefore don't need the vaccine, in which case in some, uh, for some people who have spoken to me, I've simply told them, see if a doctor's note would be enough for the company that is requiring that you take the vaccine. But let me speak, first of all, to a few ethical issues with regard to the vaccine itself. I am against forced vaccinations, as I hope many people are. There is a certain autonomy that we have over our bodies, and of course it flows right in line with the rather illicit way it is used with regard to the abortion question. Those who are in favor of abortion say, my body, my choice, but they won't let the rest of us say it when it comes to either wearing a mask or getting the vaccine. But people do have a point when they speak of medical freedom. But as they push for medical freedom, is it just that for its own sake? You're not going to get it because someone else is telling you you have to or you should? Is it a principle that you're stubbornly holding on to? Because, as my doctor told me, and I eventually called him again not to ask him about my getting the vaccine, I had already gotten it, but what would be good things to say to the people who are coming to me with their objections or their questions regarding the vaccine? And he told me, you know, you can't ignore the numbers. People who are getting vaccinated are not getting sick. Most of those who are getting sick and ending up in the hospital are those who are not vaccinated. So that's something to consider. Doesn't mean they have to, doesn't mean they should be forced, but it is something that they should consider. The numbers don't lie. Those getting sick and getting hospitalized and continuing to die from it, for the most part, are not vaccinated. Some are concerned about allergic reactions, but this isn't anything new. There were those who had allergic reactions to the polio vaccine. But no one can deny that the polio vaccine was a real godsend at the time it came out because a lot of people, especially children, were suffering from polio and its effects. And this is something that helped to really fight the disease. Some get allergic reactions to measles vaccines. Some get allergic reactions to the flu vaccine and other medications. Nothing is ever going to be perfect in my case, I didn't get an allergic reaction, but when I had the measles shot, as an infant, 18 years later, I found out I received it prior to a certain year, so I had to go and receive it again because the measles shot I received was not as effective as the one that came later. So I actually had to go back to my pediatrician at age 18. I had to go back to my pediatrician and receive the measles shot again because the one I had received as an infant was not perfect. So you're going to run into problems like that, not just with this vaccine, but with other vaccines. And another thing people are often saying is the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, it was too short of a time for them to approve it. They approved it too quickly. And there's something I want to point out. I remember a couple of years ago when President Donald Trump signed the, what he called the Freedom to Try Act in which he acknowledged that the FDA takes too long to approve certain treatments, that people are waiting to try 
but they can't try it because the FDA has not approved it, and in some cases they die waiting for the FDA to approve of a treatment that they would like to try in an effort to save their life. And many people were really singing the praises of President Trump when he signed this I forget if it was a bill or an executive order, but many people were singing his praises, saying, isn't he wonderful because the FDA, the horrible FDA, takes too long, there's too much red tape, there's too much of a bureaucracy, and people are waiting to try these treatments, their lives are at stake, and they are dying waiting for the FDA because they take too long. Now the FDA has expedited their approval of these vaccines, and they're saying, oh, they didn't take long enough. It was too quick. And then they go into their conspiracy theory and their manipulation of the people. Folks, you can't have it both ways. You can't complain that the FDA takes too long and then complain that they aren't taking long enough. And so that's one thing I wanted to address here is people saying the FDA was too quick to approve it. But a couple of years ago, they were complaining the FDA takes too long. And wasn't President Trump wonderful in signing that Freedom to Try Act? But many object to companies, and especially the government, mandating vaccinations. And here I want to draw a fine line in terms of my approach to this, and as I understand it. I do not believe the government should force anything. The government should stay out of this. They could encourage. They can give incentive. But to mandate it as a matter of law, I think we've seen in the last couple of weeks the disastrous effects it's had on medical workers and employees, just the questions over the cancellation of flights of Southwest Airlines some asserting that it was a sick-out from employees who did not want to be forced to get the vaccine. I don't believe the government should force anyone to get a medical treatment they don't want. However, private companies have every right to make it a requirement. If a private company wants to require their employees to get the vaccine, I believe they have every right to do so. And this coincides with the whole conflict, for example, with the Little Sisters of the Poor, in which people are suing the sisters, employees of them are suing them for not providing in their health care plans funding and coverage for abortion and contraceptive services, which are against the Catholic faith. They're sacrilegious to the sisters. Therefore, they will not provide it in their health care plans. And many people have said, if you don't like that, you could always work for a company that does provide it in their health care plans. We shouldn't force the sisters to provide a service in their health care plans for their employees, something that is sacrilegious. In the same way, just as the sisters or any religious institution has the right to exclude medical coverage that they consider sacrilegious, so to any company has the right to require the vaccination of their employees. And if you don't like it, then you simply go get employment somewhere else. And for those who have come to me telling me that their employers were forcing them to get the vaccine, I like to classify that. They're not forcing you. No one's forcing you. But they are requiring you. And they have a right to require you. Now, in some cases, the company did allow for an exemption based on a doctor's a letter that the person had either uh, gotten the vaccine, in which case they don't need to get it again, or especially the case that they have gotten COVID, gotten sick and recovered, and now they have natural immunity. And I know in one case, I didn't provide a letter of uh, religious exemption, but I suggested he get a letter from his doctor since he had gotten COVID, he had natural immunity, and a couple of weeks later I checked on him to see how that 
issue was going, and he said he got the letter, everything's fine. And so he had a company that allowed for that. They required the vaccination, but they allowed for a doctor testifying or putting in writing that the person has natural immunity. So the company has a right to require that. And in fact, we've seen that in schools. Schools require vaccination for measles, mumps, polio, and so on. Some vaccinations are required for travel. In the military, one needs to be vaccinated in some cases before going on a mission. If one's traveling to Africa, they're required to get certain vaccinations from diseases they might encounter while traveling in Africa. There are times in which vaccinations are required. If you don't like it, you don't have to travel to Africa. If you don't like it, then you can work for a company that doesn't require it. But no government, I believe, should require vaccinations or any kind of medical treatment that the individual citizen does not want. That is not the role of the government. The government is there to protect our individual rights. If anything, they should protect our right to not be vaccinated. But they cannot force a company with regard to that company's requirements. Now, finally, when it comes to the ethical issue of aborted stem cell research, embryonic stem cell research, I know that there are a few Catholic pundits out there who like to refer to the vaccine as a, an abortion-tainted vaccine. First of all, there's one thing I learned. Um, being a diocesan priest, I don't take a vow of poverty, and so I have my own belongings, and I provide for my own retirement, and I have my own accounts, and I have a very good friend who is my financial advisor. And when it came to my investments, I told him, I said, I don't want to invest in any medical stocks of companies that do embryonic stem cell research. And after he did his research on the companies, he finally told me we won't invest in any medical stocks because everyone does embryonic stem cell research. He said it's like fracking. Everyone does fracking. All the pharmaceutical companies do embryonic stem cell research. However, in talking to my doctor, one thing he told me was is that Embryonic stem cell research is notorious for yielding no results ever for anything. And that's been the part of the big debate with regard to embryonic stem cell research as opposed to adult stem cell research. Adult stem cell research yields results. Embryonic stem cell research has never yielded results or any significant results. So why do we continue doing it? Well, the pro-abortion movement wants to keep embryonic stem cell research going so that embryos could be dehumanized enough to justify abortion. And naturally, the Catholic Church is dead set against embryonic stem cell research because it does involve the destruction and the death and the murder of unborn children and then using their remains for medical research. But embryonic stem cell research is notorious for yielding zero results. So it is unlikely that the COVID vaccine is the result of embryonic stem cell research. If it were, we would be hearing more definitive teaching against it. As I said before, some bishops have gotten the vaccine. Some have not. And perhaps the most notable instance of a bishop getting sick with COVID was the recent illness of Cardinal Burke. 
Now, if this were an abortion-tainted vaccine, I believe leaders like Cardinal Burke and, of course, my own Archbishop, Salvatore de Leone, would be more forthright in speaking out against it. There have been questions as to whether these vaccines have been developed in unethical ways, but those questions have never been definitively answered yes, that they have been developed from embryonic stem cell research. If it had been, we would have heard about it. If not from the bishops who are teaching against it, don't you think that the pro-abortionists in the Congress and Planned Parenthood and the movement that wants to keep abortion legal, don't you think that they would be spiking the ball if the COVID vaccine was a result of embryonic stem cell research? They would be touting that. They would be saying, this is why abortion saves the lives of children. You can just hear how they'd say it. If this was truly the result of research done on aborted stem cells. But they have not done that. And so my guess is that these vaccines are ethically fine. And whether or not you get vaccinated is a matter of your personal choice. Don't say you want a religious exemption if you just don't like to engage in Western medicine. But if it's your choice not to get vaccinated, all power to you. You take that risk and that possibility of getting sick. And I know someone rather close to me who did in fact get sick and told me if they had known it would be this bad, they would have gotten the vaccine and want to persuade their loved ones to get the vaccine because they experienced getting sick with COVID. But they chose not to get the vaccine. They got sick. They got very sick. But true to the vast majority of those who do get sick, they recovered because of the very, very high recovery rate. But this person said it wasn't worth it. They wish they had gotten the vaccine. Others have gotten sick and had a different outlook for it. Some choose not to get the vaccine because they object to a government entity forcing them to do it. Some choose not to get the vaccine because they just aren't people who get vaccinated. They don't get the flu shot every year, and they don't want to get this shot. Some choose to do so because of religious reasons, because part of their faith, they don't take any medical care or any type of vaccine. That's not the case with the Catholic Church. But ultimately, I would agree with those who believe we should not be forced by government mandate, to get vaccines. I would, however, agree that a company has a right to require that of their employees, and it's your choice. You've got to decide what's the most important thing right now. If you have to earn a living for yourself and your family, then one has to really seriously consider the requirements of your employment. And if the company that is requiring it thinks they can survive with a number of employees walking out off the job and quitting because they don't want to get vaccinated as part of a requirement of their employment, if they think the company can survive that, all power to them. But if there's one thing I've noticed in this whole process in the last 18 months, there were people who were hysterical over the virus. We're all going to die. It's a death sentence. Everyone's getting it. It's spreading like wildfire. We don't know how bad it is. We don't know how many people get it. Let's lock down, close up, zip ourselves into a plastic bubble, and close ourselves into the closet. We won't get sick. 
There are those who got absolutely hysterical when it came to the virus. And now there are those who are hysterical with regard to the vaccine. First of all, as Americans, I think, in general, but especially as Christians, and in particular as Catholics, we got to stop being people who participate in the hysteria. I've been saying it from the pulpit and now here on my podcast for the last year and a half plus. We've got to keep our heads. We cannot give in to the hysterics that we see going around for the last year and a half. Some of us succumb to the hysteria over the virus. Stop being so hysterical over the vaccine. I'd say do what I did. Learn the facts. Get your information. There's a lot of it out there, a lot to sift through, but hopefully the perspective I've given will be of help. I'm not saying you need to get it. If you were to ask my advice, I would say just get it. But I don't believe you should be forced, and I believe it's your choice. My advice would be get the vaccine. But I respect those who have chosen not to. But we need to come down off of the hysteria. And at least as Catholics, if not as Christians, and I wish as Americans, we would be a cut above the rest and not lose our heads, but maintain a grip, keep our cool, keep our heads, and ultimately make a decision with regard to the vaccination based on our own good conscience, our own sense of freedom, our own consultation with our doctor, and what we think is best for our own health and the health of our families. I got the vaccine for practical reasons. If I had to choose, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. But I wanted to continue working for the folks we celebrate Mass for in the retirement homes and to ensure their safety. You have your reasons for getting it or not getting it. But don't make your reasons based on the hysteria that we hear still out there of people who would profit over the hysteria. So those are just my thoughts on this 15th day of October. Maybe my input is a little late with regard to the vaccine, but better late than never. And at least I've given time to really think about it and consider it in order to share with you my thoughts regarding the COVID-19 virus and the COVID-19 vaccine. So take what I have to say for what it's worth, which I suppose isn't much. I'll at least admit it. But take it under advisement and take serious consideration. We'll get through it if for no other reason we've gotten through other diseases before. We certainly pray for the souls of those who have died from this disease or from other conditions that were aggravated by this disease. But we need to stop being so afraid of this virus which we can't see and rather show our fear and awe for a God that we can't see. And in that courage, let's keep our cool, keep our heads, maintain a grip, get the facts, and make an honest decision of conscience and practicality based on what we can learn about this virus and the vaccine so that we can remain healthy, we can get back to normal, and we can go forth as the free people of this country and the free people of the Christian and Catholic faith that we are called to be. So thanks for listening, and with any luck, I will talk to you again soon. (music) 